Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. Hey, um, we should just start the episode. Oh, of course. You know what? No. I hate the phrase, of course, in this context. Let me do that again. We should just start the episode. Hey guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. With opinions on everything. (laughs) You're listening to another episode of the Nobodies. All right. Well, as you can see, I'm still in a locked horns battle with the English language. So I just... (laughs) I just... Every time you... Why? I just don't like when people say, you know, when you do something and you're like, thank you so much. And they're like, of course. What would you prefer them to say? I don't know. I mean, it's like, no problem. I hate that too. It's like, I can't say, you can't say anything. You can't say anything of this nature. Of course sounds like, yeah, obviously I would do it. Duh. I mean, you just overanalyze this to the point that like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I say, of course, all the time. When someone's like, thanks for doing that. I'm like, of course. Yeah. I know it's a normal thing to say. And yeah. I don't know why I take it. It's just, I'm a narcissist is what you said before. Yeah. I think you are. No, you're like the furthest person from a narcissist but that I, I maybe mean, know. It's just dumb. But yeah, you got to just let this go. All right. All right. Well, anyway. All right, Annie, what is your story of the week? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Okay. Actually, this involves you. So if you want to just piggyback on this, it kind of involves you if you want to talk about it. But I have acquired a fear of flying and I don't know why. Really? Yes. I, I, I have no idea. Like, it's so funny because it's just been recently, I've been traveling a lot for work and I think for some reason, and I know that you've told me at least that you had a f- you have had some flying, you know, jitters before, right? No, not me. Not you? I thought when you got your job and you were flying all over the place at the beginning, like right when you're first at the beginning of your career, you were like, oh, I didn't really love flying or you didn't love traveling or something. That's not you? No, not me. I If someone could fly me to the grocery store, I would rather do that. Like... Flying you can get my- on Kylie Jenner's plane that flies from <laughs> God, seriously. No, flying is like my preferred form of transportation all the time. Okay, T- Annie, this is T- crazy. T gets flight anxiety. Does he really? Yeah. Okay, so dead wrong about that. I yeah. thought I thought when you started your career, this is where it came from. Because I thought you told me when you started your career that you were flying a lot and you didn't and you felt like you were it was too much or like you just didn't love to travel or something. It was the fact that I was on three or four planes a week and in a different city every day. It wasn't the flying itself. It was okay. just like All right. was the so, amount that I was traveling. Thank God I wasn't like that far. Like Yeah, no, no, no. But the flying itself has never been the issue. I, like I said, if someone would fly me to the grocery store for, to get groceries, I would do that. Or to get like a single item. Yeah, literally like, Hey, can you fly me? to in and out so I can get one double double. All right. Here's what I think. Here's how I, what I think my, my fear comes from. 
one, I think because I'm, you would think though, this is what's so stupid about me is that you would think that the frequency of flying more would actually ease my tension of like, okay, you know, obviously I fly all the time. There's not, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Right. Not a single soul that I know has ever had an issue flying a commercial and on a commercial plane. The other thing is, is that I think because I used to get on planes for a purpose, for lack of a better phrase, like before I started flying a lot for work, I was getting on a plane because I like absolutely was going on this vacation or I was going to Nebraska or I was going, or I haven't been on a plane in six months and I'm going to do this because this is what I want to do. I don't even care if the plane flies, you know, if if the plane crashes. Then I thought, and I think now it's like I'm flying so much that it feels like a excessive and that I'm not as it's not as calculated maybe for some weird reason that's registering. It's also because of that stupid ass flight that I had with the one plane, you know, the, the worst yeah. spirit airlines plane. Cause I was super anxiety. And well, it was, I was going to say, I have a feeling this is stemming from the fact that like, it is not necessarily easy to fly right now. There are well, cancellations yeah. and delays constantly. All the flights are oversold nothing is happening on time luggage is getting like there's so many negative things which i don't know if you saw but elizabeth warren called out the airlines really about like needing to get their shit together because they were like she made a comment i don't know the exact quote so i'm paraphrasing here but she made a comment about like it's been less than two years since we bailed you out with billions of dollars like get your shit together that's what I was also going to say. They, I mean, just in general, the airline industry, it like profits in the trillions yeah. each year, like, which also goes to, so I, I think also to me, like, I just can't think about flying all that much because mm-hmm. it's like when I stare out at the ocean too long, you're like, okay. And then you're thinking about like, well, how did we get here? Oh, did we come from here? Like, this yeah. is what you got no, you're like oh I, my God, this is like, yeah, I totally get that. I just feel like now flying has become a little bit frivolous for me. And so I think, and I always, I also think that like the descent on a plane, I don't know why I have no problem like taking off. There's not like never have an issue, which a lot of people have problems with taking off. And then yeah. what, so I was looking up a lot of stuff about, <clears throat> I was just looking this up. I don't really think this is because it's so irrational. And I think that, I think it's a lot of times like, oh, you know, I was, Uh, Like, it's always like after a weekend that I'm, that I'm like, you know, after I've been drinking and like doing all the stuff that I get nervous, not nervous about it, but I'm like overthinking it. Cause I think you just want to, you're just in that mindset. You're in that mode of anxiety. So, and don't get me wrong. Like I have had many of those flights where you're like, if I'm not home in the next 15 minutes, somebody's going to, hell (laughs) is going to break loose. Yeah. Sometimes I will just excuse myself to the bathroom just to sit on the toilet so that I can like stretch out and put my hands on my face. Oh, I've like, gone in there and like had a pep talk with myself in the mirror where I'm like, you are not going to yell at anybody. You keep your face buried in Ted Lasso and you just stay joyful. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I have to like watch the dumbest movies. Like I can't watch anything that's like, well, well that's at least- what I was going to say. Download something that you love on your phone yeah. and be watching that during the descent. Yeah, and I that's what I that's what I need to start doing. And I think that because like the the descent anyway. So I was looking this up just just kind of for fun, just to like ease my because everyone always says like, oh, flying is safer than like yeah. getting in a car. 
and no one ever has an issue. So people, the people that fear flying, fear it, like as you probably know, because they think the plane's going to crash, because they think that, you know, <clears throat> they also the lack of control. And the thing that I think about too, which is what I said before, which is I can't think about it all that much because I just feel like nothing about flying seems natural. And we've just normalized flying in a shaky steel tube at 30,000 feet above the earth. Like we're invincible or some shit really just is like, what are you, what do you mean? How, like if some, if you explain that to someone like who came, someone who came to this earth, they would be like, you guys need to be put in a, an insane asylum. Like there's, how are you, why would you do that? So I think that's where it comes. That's what started coming to me, but I was laughing so hard. Cause I read, like I read an article that was basically called how to calm your anxiety when you are feeling this way. And the FAA literally says that you are safer on a plane than you are in your own home. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and you know, it also, it made me realize, cause I always think that, okay, first of all, when it, when we're like barreling through clouds, like I always think for some reason, like, okay, we're going to just, there's just going to be a building that nobody sees. And then that's it. And they're saying that, first of all, that's ir completely irrational. Second of yeah. all, the idea that, when you're going, like they were saying how, if a plane does some is, if a plane somehow quote unquote crashes or their plane goes down, you have a 96% survival rate, even if yeah. the plane does go down. So that's also, you know, a thing. I just, it's just so funny. Cause I never was like this. I never was never worried about it. Never had an issue yeah. with it. I actually liked flying and I still like flying. I don't necessarily mind. It's just sometimes when, and I think it's just a couple of these experiences have made me think that, but it's just, it's just annoying because you just, it kind of, I hate that it just like came out of nowhere, you know? I think you just need to do like a complete overhaul on your routine. Yes. Like, yeah. I think you need to plan to get to the airport, maybe an hour and a half early, get yourself a coffee or something that won't make you pee your pants a hundred times, but like get like have something to look forward to, you know yeah. what I mean? Like before your flight so that you're yeah. just like hanging out, relaxing. Um, I mean, or maybe I just need to start getting blackout drunk on planes. I mean that, you know, that's an I, option. They're serving alcohol again. Yeah. And I mean, I have like so many drink tickets from Southwest that <sighs> the best I know. So anyway, I don't know where that's coming from, but I am hoping that it's over. I just was laughing so hard at some of these things because like, the the idea like i also don't understand how planes don't crash more like how does it like how is it possible and they, i mean it is it is so safe and they go through so many safety measures like pilots have to go have to be they're trained and then they're you know reviewed and having yeah. to continue they're constantly having to like re-up their stuff like multiple times a year you yeah know, flight attendants are doing you know i mean everyone is so trained and they they even said something that they said there's a new practice on plane, or like relatively new practice that I read. Now I'm gonna, of course, not get to it. Um, well, while you're looking for that, just out of curiosity, like, what additional training do you have as a driver after 16? Nothing. That's exactly right, and we don't care. I mean, cars are bigger death traps, uh, the biggest bigger death traps than anything, and we get in those all the time. But it's a control thing; it's the control yeah. issue. As as we continue talking about this, like I keep thinking that our listeners are probably like, "Okay, we got it." Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, like no shit. It's yeah. they're safe. Like <laughs> no one's paying you. Okay. All right. <laughs> on that note, now it's time for Peloton in sixty seconds. The segment in which I start a timer on my phone and we talk all things Peloton for just one minute. Are you ready? Set go. All right. Well, Olivia got married, so I'm not taking her classes anymore. Hashtag boycott. I know. I actually have a friend I need to text about that too, because he was a big Olivia fan as well. Really? Um, she was stunning on yeah, her she, Where was she? Where did she get married? Uh, Ireland or? Uh, I don't know Ireland where it was, or... but she. It was a castle. So gorgeous. No, she herself was a ray of sunshine. <laughs> um, I actually don't take her classes very often because I took one class where she was using one pound weights and it looked ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Like the hardest part of the workout for her was like not flinging her arms through the back door. <laughs> okay, but and- her classes are so hard when you like do the if you do the rides, they're like it, it's it, she she's like and she's like a terminator. How do Okay, you- she just put out a new climb ride. I will take it. It's always like, come on, and she like barely sweats. And you're like, what is wrong with you? You crazy person. I also heard that Peloton will stop making their own bikes and treadmills. This has been Peloton in 60 Seconds with the cliffhanger. We'll Um, tell you that next time on Peloton in 60 Seconds. All right, moving on. Let's get started with Annie. A lot of people are always asking me for show recommendations because, you know, I work in TV. And since it's summer and there's nothing typically on, I thought I would tell you and The Small Potatoes, my five favorite shows of summer 2022 so far in no particular order. Okay. How do you feel and I'll about give that? My, I like it. I'll give my opinion if I've seen it. Seen it, which is- I feel like we've talked about a lot of these shows, but I just wanted to run this down because somebody did this, I saw um, on social media and I thought it was a good, and yeah, I was like, I well, obviously this. I should participate. Okay. So the first one is The Boys. This might be the best show on TV. It is a show about superheroes who behind the scenes are actually supervillains. It's gritty, grotesque, and full of profanity. And it's in its third season, and it's better than it's ever been. And it's on Amazon Prime. That's- I am halfway through season two, and I echo all of those statements. It is so good. Great. And yeah, there's three seasons of it. So you can start watching now. It won't just be yeah. like a one and done season. I do have some new shows too, but okay. that's number one. Okay. S- number two, Stranger Things. I don't think I even need to run up a hill or a road to harp on this because if you're not watching this season of Stranger Things, you must either have a life or live without a TV. That's on Netflix. I don't totally agree, but it's good. Like if you're a Stranger Things fan, like you'll love it. Okay, yes. All right. Um, Next is The Old Man, which is a new show. It's Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow are at the top of their respective games as Bridges' ex-CIA operative is on the run from Lithgow's deputy director who's leading the hunt. Why is no one talking about this show is the biggest question I have. So I it's on Hulu, sorry. It's on Hulu, yes. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's an FX show though, right? Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. I think it does premiere on FX and then it goes to Hulu like immediately after. Yeah. Which is like most of the time you have to wait like a day. Yeah. Because they I have think, this thing called FX on Hulu. So. Right. And so I think they partner with like their major shows because American Horror Story does the same thing. Yeah. Um, I started this show. Admittedly, I was exhausted. And admittedly, I was not fully paying attention. And so 
I have no feedback to give aside from I love Jeff Bridges. I said that last time. He's so good. And I do plan to watch. You know, that's who should play your dad if he play if he plays in a movie. He totally could. I mean, your dad's younger, obviously, but or you know who else I always get Pop Wolf vibes from is uh Craig T. Nelson. Oh yeah, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you love him from what? Parenthood. Parenthood, love him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's probably better now. But yes, the old man is. I will say one thing about that show. I I mean, by the end of the first episode, you should be hooked. Um, okay. Because I am not a proponent of someone that likes that where you have to like, oh, you have to wait a few episodes. Like I'm just, I don't like that because I think you should be at least very interested in wanting to watch the next episode once it starts. However. Anyway. I think everyone should give every show two episodes. Okay. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, but if you're not, it is a stark difference from the very beginning of the episode to the very end. And maybe you saw that in the first episode, but even as the show moves on, you're like, how is this possibly the same show? So like the, the problem with when I started it, like I, like I mentioned, I gave the disclaimer, I was exhausted. And the yeah. first few minutes of that show is so dark. So dark, like lighting wise. Make you want to fall asleep, and so I did. Um, but no, I am planning uh, to watch it. I have it like on my list. Okay, great. All right, next up is Loot, Maya Rudolph. I should I should have to stop there in order for you to watch it. But if you need more, she plays a tech mogul's ex-wife who comes out of a divorce with eighty-seven million dollars, and yeah, that's on Apple TV. She rocks. <clears throat> and those are some really good. It's the guy who did well, one of the creators of um oh my god, Master of None, Aziz on Sorry Show, and okay. then somebody else, but I can't remember. Um, and then finally for reality people, Big Brother. I know, I know, shut up, Bryce. But this season started out rocky with a self-eviction and a slow twist rollout, but now things are rolling and unexpected people are getting evicted quickly. So it is getting much better, which that's on CBS and Paramount Plus. And then <clears throat> honorable mention, because I talked about this last week, Love Island USA. Um, like I mentioned again last week, I'm such a nerd to see how shows are changed or fixed when they move networks. Um, like this one did when it went from CBS to Peacock. I really hated everybody at first, which I knew was going to make this show good. Yeah. Um, but then I started to like some of them. They just started to pull out your heartstrings. They did. They did. That's on um, Peacock. I'm sorry to report I will not be watching Big Brother. That's Although fine. I am proud of you. I just don't have the time. That's fine. Will you watch Love Island? No. Yeah. I mean, because I, I also have two honorable mentions. Okay. Yes. Tell me them. The first is The Terminal List. Okay. It's All Chris right. Pat's new show on on Prime. Um, Prime is really bringing it right now. Yes. I have to say. And they have some good shows coming too. Yeah. I'm. It's. I know. I wanted to not be a Prime fan, but like they're turning me. The Terminal List is with, and it's Terminal List. For the longest time, when people were recommending it to me, I thought it was one word, and I was like, like the mental Terminal list. list. <laughs> the Terminal List, and I was like, that. What a weird name. <laughs> the mentalist. That's good. The second honorable mention I would like to offer up is called The Secrets of Sky. No, The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. What is this on Prime? Bryce? No, it's on. I thought you were going to say the summer I turned pretty. 
No, it's on Hulu. The first two seasons are on Hulu. The third and fourth season you have to find somewhere on the internet. <laughs> it is. It's a it's a documentary style series. Okay. About this ranch called Skinwalker Ranch in northern Utah. And it is like, (laughs) I don't either, but it's based in like Native American. Okay. Like, but it's like a hot spot in America for UFO activity. Okay. I'm into it. (laughs) I texted, because this is like right up Baker's Alley too. I, after watching two episodes into the first season, I texted him. I was like, you got to watch this. Like (laughs) drop everything you're doing. You have to watch this. And he turned it on and like, they were hooked. It is... I cannot believe that there's not more hype around this because it is the craziest. I've never heard of it. It's on the History Channel. Okay. That's why. Is it like a Um, documentary or is it a scripted show? No, no, no. It's not a scripted show. It's a documentary. Like it's these scientists that are actually on site running experiments. Okay. That's. You have to watch it. Because the the government is now looking, is like opening up a department to look into UFOs, right? Yes. And they, it's. Watch it tonight. It's unbelievable. If you have any interest in aliens whatsoever, watch it. Yes, I do. This episode of The Nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Why didn't you use the sexy voice? Uh, You mean your psychopath voice? It was my psychopath voice? I definitely thought it was my sexy voice. Well, it's not, and it's appalling. But you know what's not appalling is apparel, specifically from emilyroggenberg.com. Ain't that the truth? Her hometown apparel that represents Cleveland, New York, and Los Angeles are so tight. Oh my god, we've talked about your use of the word type. All right, well, I think her products are awesome. Okay, well, that I completely agree with. Emily Roggenberg's clothing is top of the line with unique designs and beautiful neutrals that you can wear for any occasion. You truly can wear them anywhere. The bar, the coffee shop, trips to get burritos. Trips to get burritos? Okay, whatever. Um, But yes, right now you can save 20% off your purchase when you order on emilyroggenberg.com. That's right. 20% off at emilyroggenberg.com. Promo code nobody. Guys, I promise you will not be disappointed. And now back to the show. Okay. All right. Now it is time for another installment of The Nobody's Nose Around, an investigative segment in which these nobodies play gumshoe detectives as we take a deep dive into a particular subject or story. This installment is all about WWE, a.k.a. World Wrestling Entertainment. After stepping down as chief executive officer, former WWE CEO Vince McMahon has now officially announced his retirement. McMahon shepherded shepherded the golden age of fake wrestling and made it what it is today, a dumpster fire. Anyway, let me catch my breath. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, McMahon tweeted out that he would be retiring and cited his age, he's 77, as the reason behind him fully leaving the business. However, ongoing investigations by the SEC and federal authorities hastened Vince McMahon's retirement as chief executive of WWE, according to the Wall Street Journal's Ted Mann and Joe Palazzo. Palazzolo. Palazzolo. Joe Palazzolo. Uh, Do you think he's Italian? (laughs) Maybe. The Wall Street Journal first reported that McMahon paid $3 million to a now-former WWE employee with whom he'd allegedly had an affair. The WWE board became aware of the non-disclosure agreement because of an anonymous email from someone who claimed to be a friend of the WWE employee. 
okay, that makes sense. I thought it was saying a non-former. So I was like, that's even weirder that he was paying money to someone. Oh, that, yeah, and now. But not even, oh, yeah, but it is now former, but I think it is now former. Um, they also <clears throat> filed a follow-up story regarding additional allegations by three more women who received financial payouts. One woman who was a former wrestler who said McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her. Another woman said McMahon sent her unlisted nude photos and sexually harassed her. And to think the WWE seemed like such a classy organization prior to this. Any, um, what do you think about this? I was literally going to say, like, is anyone shocked? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Annie. The reason why I brought this up is because I was a huge WWE fan in my early childhood. Like, went to wrestling events. Like, they came to Omaha. I would oh. go to them. It was like the highlight of our family trips in Florida. We would be at the beach all day long and then we would hurry up and shower off and get into bed and watch WWE with our milkshakes. What happened? Like it used to be so fun and now it's like a shit show. We were like seven then. It was I always know. a shit show. Maybe it was, but like the fake that I like how they punch and they, oh, yeah. they hit their, they, they hit their, they pick up the folding tables and yeah, yeah. on each other. It's like, how do we not know that was not real at the time? Yeah. Like, cause everyone's backs would be broken. Like they yeah. would not be able no. to get up. If like, like someone literally them out of the ring. Yeah. It's like somebody took the, the chair and like one time at one point, like they turned the chair sideways and slammed the inside, like the side into someone's spine. I know. I mean, you would be paralyzed. Not, like, Yes, you would be paralyzed, but also like no person is just going to let another person pick them up and throw them out of a ring. Like, yeah, yeah without like fighting, no, just like they were just yeah. like dead weight. And then, yeah, <laughs> they were just like, there was, yeah, no, that was just appalling. Um, one thing I don't like is how much oil they use no. on their bodies. They just Vince McMahon. Do, Vince McMahon does seem like a Trump style person, so he seems like a, a very yeah. Trump esque. So yeah. this is not really surprising, and no. to cover it up is like I just think it's funny that his tweets like seventy seven years old, time to go. It's like uh, no, really, like not yeah. because of the millions of dollars that you're <laughs> going to pay former employees for sexually harassing them. Yeah, that's, that's oh great. god, what a. You know whose opinion I want to see about this is Chelsea Handler's. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> she needs to come out with an Instagram video. But the other thing is, is too, is it's like, yeah, he should just be. I, I just wish you, like, just be honest about it. Just be like, yeah, I messed up. Like, are the allegations, maybe he could, I don't know, spin it in a way that wouldn't be so cruel toward him. But just no. say I mean, the truth. Like, don't. 77 year old gross white man you think he's gonna like admit fault no i mean exactly right, but that's stupid anyway despite all these allegations the company is apparently getting offers to sell to a major corporation including comcast disney amazon netflix and fox and their stock even rose recently because of yeah, that. because they got rid of them yeah. So, and they're trying to, and, and they're, they're like, we're, and it's funny because now the new CEO that came in in January, he actually like stepped down in January, Vince McMahon did, and somebody else came in and they're like, we're not selling. <laughs> and then now they're like, let's sell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. To close out the show, it's time for the latest installment of Loser of the Week. This week's loser is a Subway patron who ordered an unimaginable sandwich. And Annie, you know how much I love Subway. Have you heard about this at all? No, I haven't. Okay, the, you are in for a 
wild ride. Oh, God. All right. This is courtesy of an alleged former subway worker who revealed in a now viral Twitter thread the one sandwich order that still, quote, haunts their dreams. I'm sorry, haunts their nightmares, which is a lot more <laughs> accurate. <laughs> right. Tweeting under the username Garlic, first of all, get a better name. The former employee wrote, while I was working at Subway in my early 20s, I made many questionable sandwiches, but there is one I will never forget. It haunts my nightmares. This early dinnertime shift, which was 5 to 6 p.m., there were three of us working the line, all 20-somethings, because at the time, all the, quote, big adults had quit or been fired. Our store was run by kids for about a month. So a group of high school age kids came in. I served the second girl in the group. She wanted a foot long on white bread. Cool. Double provolone and double American cheese. I can respect that. Does she want to, does she want it toasted? No. Veggies? No. Sauce? Yes. Ranch, please. Now I'm not denying people who have the taste buds of a toddler, <clears throat> me, uh, the privilege of watching your sandwich come together before your very eyes behind a curved pane of glass covered with the fingerprints and sneezes of those who came before them. They deserve Subway too. However, this girl wanted ranch dressing. So I put ranch, two lines on her sandwich. More please. I put two more lines of ranch on her sandwich. More please. I put another two lines on her sandwich. Her visibly annoyed more than that. I'm beginning to become concerned. I add more. At this point, the cheese, the only thing on the bread, is nearly obscured. She's irritated now. Just keep going, she says. I stare at her refillable, refillable squeeze bottle in hand. You want more than this? Her. Yeah, I'll tell you when to stop. I continue. I am in disbelief. After a few more passes with the bottle, the dressing is beginning to run off the side of the bread. I look up at her. She does this motion as like, as in keep going. My soul exits my body as I continue to squirt ranch dressing onto her quote sandwich. It's more of an open face soup at this point. I look up at her expecting her to tell me to stop. She doesn't. She wants more. Her friends are looking over at her like, what the fuck? I feel like the waiter in the cartoons who's never told when as he grates fresh Parmesan into someone's pasta. The plate just is a mound of grated cheese. The table is covered in cheese. The room is filled with cheese. But my room is filled with ranch dressing. Dear reader, I ran out. And she says, do you have another bottle? <laughs> People with normal human-style sandwiches are passing her in line. Her friends are already paying or sitting down. I don't look at her anymore. I look at my manager standing beside me. He shrugs. We are broken people. I guess use the other bottle. I must have eventually satisfied her demand for ranch dressing. I weakly asked if she would like salt and pepper. No. I don't know how I wrapped that thing up. I must have blacked out. I just remember how wet it was. She paid for that monstrosity and then sat down and ate with her friends, seemingly without incident. I don't know how. I will never understand how. If I think about it too long, my mind will collapse in on itself, imagining, imagining the horror of the, of the worst sandwich I've ever made. I forgot to add that she did this without a trace of irony on her face. She didn't crack a smile. She didn't laugh like, I know this seems crazy. She was stone-faced, serious dead ass that's the story annie 
<laughs> what do you think? I mean, listen, I love ranch, like probably more than the next person. But I, as you were reading that, like started to feel gaggy. That is a whole bottle plus some. Of ranch. Of like Hidden Valley ranch. Like it's not the good ranch. You know, maybe. It's but like also her ranch. sandwich has bread and cheese on it. I mean, now, how long ago was this? She said she was in her early 20s at the time. So maybe like 10 years ago. Okay. I want like an artery check on that girl now. For real. And also, do you think that was a $5 foot long? Because like she basically got a $13 sandwich at least. Oh my God. That is literally like making me want to gag. And this is somebody who used to go to Blimpy's Sandwich, which is like a Subway type. And I would go and get what my friends called a Cottonmouth King sandwich because I would get literally the opposite of her, which was I would get white bread, turkey, lettuce, and salt and pepper, and that's it. <laughs> my friends were like, how can you eat that and yeah, not like no, have- That's like when I would go to tra uh, Jersey Mike's with the gluten-free bread and I would need yeah. to like, take a drink of water in between each bite. <laughs> like, like the bread is as hard as this car as my yeah. foot of my car. <laughs> Literally, it's so dry. It's like, like sandpaper. I, I, <laughs> oh my god, that looked like, right when you said it, that looked like Emily. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, that I just had to tell you, and now I'm crying. So I just loved the reaction. I mean, I wish we'll have to put off to put this on the Instagram. Yeah. So no, I'm your face because you were so appalled. But I'm so happy I got to share that with you. I really actually loved the storytelling that she did. Um, that uh, really she did funny. a really good job. I could, okay. I was there in Subway with her. Yes, agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. That's all she all wrote. Right. Well, chat you later. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by Annie Wilkinson, Bryce McClay, and the Believe Network. You can and should follow the Nobody's Podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Nobody's Pod. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. And remember, the best way to support the show is to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show as well, so hopefully we won't always be nobodies. Finally, we hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.